Sure enough, say he's been better than good to me. And I'm thankful, and I'm thankful, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thankful. Glory to God. It's nice, it's nice, it's nice up here. Amen. Amen. The Spirit of the Lord is in this place. If it was a regular Sunday, I would have took the mic a while back and flowed on that anointing. But welcome to Family and Friends Day at New Antioch and Eliate. I thank God my family is here. I think I'm winning. I think I'm winning. We'll see when it's over. So y'all count now, family count. All my godchildren uh, and my children and my sister and my nephews and my great nephews and my grandson. And y'all count. I think I'm winning this time. <laughs> but we just wanted to give our visitors a new, a touch of what New Antioch Aliante is all about. And so we had a few extra things today and uh, but the spirit of the Lord has me to switch up a little bit so I'm going to give an introduction uh, and then we're going to uh, bring another taste we're just giving y'all a taste of what's happening at New Antioch and Aliante you've seen Dr. O and uh, uh, you've seen this wonderful praise team and band my goodness they are anointed amen and you're going to have a few of our pastors come and our worship coordinator. You don't get to see this side of him, but we are a multi-generational church. And so we're gonna give you some multi-generational stuff, but I'm gonna go ahead and do our introduction and then I'm gonna bring our own James Mays, also known as Jay Fence, is gonna give us a multi-generational and then we're going to give you a little tag team this morning, just a taste of Aliante, just a taste. And so what we're gonna to present to you uh, comes uh, from Luke chapter six, verse 12 through 16 in the New International Version. And it says, um, that's Matthew 28. I'm doing Luke six, 12 through 16. It says, one of those days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray. He spent the night praying to God. When the morning came, he called his disciples to him and chose, everybody say chose, 12 of them who he also designated as apostles, Simon whom he named Peter, his brother Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew who's also known as Nathaniel, Matthew, Thomas, a Matthew who's also known as Levi, Thomas, James the son of Alphaeus, Simon who was called a zealot, Judas the son of James also known as Thaddeus, and Judas Iscariot who became a traitor. You may have your seats. We end this month's series on level up your discipleship by looking at some of the original disciples of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. These are the ones who first heard the words, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you and surely 
I am with you always to the very end of the age. These are the ones who were the first to hear, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe as for believers, pastor, uh, who believe in my name. They will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. And so we have been, have been calling you to be disciples and to go make disciples all month long. But today, we want you to leave here with this certainty. You are the chosen. You haven't just decided to be a disciple. You have been chosen. Now, y'all know I've been obsessed with this app called The Chosen. It's a series that looks at all the people Jesus chose to accompany him in his ministry, not just the 12, but others that were in the crew, including the women. And they take parts of the Bible and talk about these people, and, and then they build possible stories around them. And Jesus, in this series, invites them all with two words follow me I get excited every time he said to somebody follow me everyone in this room has been chosen God is putting together a team of people who are going to go and make disciples, to lay hands on the sick, to baptize them, to cast out devils, to teach them what Jesus said, and to preach to them the gospel. You are the chosen. God is building an army in this room. We have been sent on a mission, and we will be successful. This church will grow. The house of Antioch will be expanded. Eliante will explode. We will fill this place with believers and you are here because you have been chosen. And our job is to convince you of that today. You are the chosen. But I have a question for you. Have you been drafted or recruited? What's the difference between being drafted and being recruited? The different dictionary, that didn't help me. So I looked at war times. During war times, they have a mandatory draft. Every man at 18 had to register for the draft. And if they call your number, you had to go. You've been chosen, but not of your free will. You've been drafted. And anyone who refused to go was a draft dodger. Unless they had a medical or a family reason that they couldn't go. They could go to jail if they didn't show up. And many of them did. You had to go unless the military just didn't want you. But now all over the country there are also recruitment offices. These are places that are looking for the best and the brightest. You see the commercials on TV. Be all that you can be. Because we need you in the army. The few, the proud. The Marines, can I hear that? I knew it was coming. Or the old folks, all, all us old timers remember that big old picture and it says Uncle Sam wants you. You're recruited, you don't have to come, so they need to convince you to come. They need to seduce you to come. They need you. So you're being recruited. So for what God is doing in this season, I came by to tell you that you have been recruited. 
God has had his eye on you for this mission. It may feel like you're drafted. But you know that you've been chosen before the day you were born. And he wants you. He sees you. He likes you. And you've been chosen to be a disciple just like the ones you're going to hear about today. So we're going to get, get this tag team started. For this special family and friends day, we bring to you a touch of new Antioch at Aliate. After we hear from Jay Fitz. We will hear from Minister Marias Richardson, Pastor Rondé Thompson, co-pastor Sharonda Mana Foster, and then I am the senior pastor, Naida M. Parson. We present to you the chosen. Amen, amen, amen. The chosen, amen. The chosen. If somebody asks you to do something and you're going to do it, what do you say back? Yes. You say yes, right? So God is asking for your yes today. So I'm going to give you your lyrics, and then you'll say yes, all right? The song goes like this. Play it, son. It's going to go like this, okay? And we're going to practice. Is that all right? Because sometimes you amp yourself up for a yes, but then you just stayed and sat down. No, no, no. We want to stay up. We want to raise up for this yes, amen? Here we go. Your part is, it's going to go. It's just... We're gonna start from the top right here. Listen to this. Check. You say you will. You say you will. You say you will. Turn the music up a little bit for me. Hey, you say you will. You say you will. <laughs> you say you will. Just give them your, just give them your. Yes. Yes. focused on love but the way I beat up beats is like I'm holding a grudge and I push it to the streets they think I'm throwing them drugs and I get it from the highest source Jehovah the plug I'm hoping you bust to get this uplifting no need to inhale it when you encounter the father like this you will tell it you don't have to bag it up you should go and grab you some of that good stuff taste and see you don't want to pass this up that's just how I talk when I feel like writing on this mic I'm the hardest puncher but I feel like Tyson but I'll get out the way when the spirit is rising because I knew he was already here this isn't surprising you see the rage of sin is death but God didn't let me die so I promise that I'll live a life to lift the king higher gotta meet Jesus the I can walk on the seas guy ask him every time I lost faith why he ain't ski by this beat is deep fried I hope you enjoyed it that means I dipped it in the oil so you know it's anointed and I play for the winning team we hope that you join us cause to live in hell is so go to it it's so disappointing remember surrender God is alone on the throne so you need to open your ears like you're blowing your nose soon enough you will reap what you saw will grow but it all involves a little rain so I hope you can flow whoa you probably wonder why I'm talking like this 
Well, my mother's a deaconess and my father's a pimp. And I believe in creation, we ain't evolved from no chips. I'm backhanding this track and sort of walk with a limp. I was given the gift of gab, yeah, it's all in the lips. With the whole armor of God on, I'm always equipped. Cause it's a slippery slope, so don't fall in the dip. Cause life is a journey, guess that's why they call it a trip. You say you will, you say you will. You say you will. We always make God promises. We always say, God, I will. I will, I might, you say you will, tomorrow God, I'll do it tomorrow, but all he wants is your unadulterated yes, so just, just give him your yes, yes, that's what the chosen did, they said yes, testimony service and yep I've been this lyrical so I'll just rhyme it out people knew already I'm sorry that you just finding out but soon your friends will know it too they'll find out from you I've hidden a lot of gems in this and a few diamonds too I promise rewind the track and you'll find a few it's kind of cute I'm sorry my bible told me to shine on you I'm almost through I go to my seat this is the benediction as you can see I love to write I have a pit addiction it was written every single word I speak has been permitted Jesus wrote this verse tap my shoulder say here you spit it so every sentence will give you conviction because this is what you get when you deal with fits it's a sickness to be honest y'all i want you to get it it's ironic that it's contagious but it's really a healing my closing remarks are directed to those in the dark my god is the greatest surgeon let him open your heart you can be all about it son while you scrolling through mark just get born again that's how you give your soul a restart you see i found an outlet where i handle my props they give a few slick lyrics while i'm bragging on god so you only get one life this is the last one you got it's your choice if you gon' make it everlasting, you're not Just give them your yes, just give them your yes Say, just Yes, yes, yes Just Yes, yes, yes Hey, yes Cause you say you will All he wants is just yes all he needs is your yes. All he desires is your yes. That's the first step. Do yes, he does more. Do yes, he does more. Say yes again, he'll do more. Say yes again, he'll do more. Then you're closer. Now you're closer to that thing you said yes to way back there. So just say yes and love God and he'll love you and protect you. That's what the chosen did. Amen. Just give him your yes. 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 Just give him your yes. Come on, y'all. Just give him your yes. Just give him your yes. 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 Just give him your yes. 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 Just give him your yes. Come on, y'all. Just give him your yes. about the chosen and if you don't feel that you're chosen by God I'm telling you right now you are absolutely wrong 
Something should be stirring up in you. Something should feel really, really good about you right now. Something should tell you that you are in the right place and that your life is headed in the right direction. Something right now should be telling you that God is pulling you. He is choosing you. And the, and the, and the disciple that I am choosing, that I feel that I am more alike is Peter. Peter. Peter is a disciple that I choose. And I'm going to come uh, from the scripture here. And it says that Jesus is walking by the Sea of Galilee. He saw two brothers. Uh, they were Simon. His, his other name was Peter and Andrew, his brother. They were putting a net into the sea for they, for, for they were fishermen. Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers, fish for men. I will make you fish for men. At once they left their nets and followed him. And so the disciple that I chose today was Simon, also known as Peter. He is the disciple that I feel that I most resemble like. And sometimes I feel that it is it's a good thing. And sometimes I feel that it is a bad thing to be like a Simon or to be like a Peter but nevertheless it doesn't matter because the word of God tells us that all things work together for the good of them who love God and who were called according to his purpose and I want you to know that because that love thing is going to come into play in Peter's life so Peter whose first name was actually Simon Peter was a name that was given to uh, Simon by Jesus Christ Peter in the Greek is Petros meaning the rock uh, his actual name of course is the name Simon in the Hebrew it means to hear or to be heard and so from Peter's or from Simon's very uh, uh, creation or from his very uh, existence, his name, his identity from the beginning means to hear. And so I believe that is why God chose Simon. I believe that that is why God chose Peter, because from the very beginning, from, from the very beginning, his identity, his names tells that he was a hearer. And when I look at my life, I feel like I have always been able to hear God. I may not have been always be, been able to hear God audibly but I've always been able to hear God inside my heart. You may not be able to hear God audibly all the time. You may hear somebody say I, I heard God say this or God said this or God say that and you may feel like God doesn't speak to me in that way. I don't know how these people hear God's voice and I've never heard God's voice but you have heard of, you have felt a strong impression on your heart to do something, to be kind in, in a way that someone else would not be kind. You have heard, felt it a, 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 a heart impression or a great impression on your heart to do something or about something that people have not got that is God speaking to you like right now God may be telling you that today is the day that your life is going to change God may be telling you today that he wants to save your life today God may say God may be saying to you yes you may work you may be been invited by your friend or your family member but this was all a purpose to save your life that is called hearing from God and it's it's not only just hearing hearing the voice of God, but it's also to be heard. And, uh, Peter was a one not only to hear from God, but he was one to be heard from God. If you go look all through the New Testament, you hear uh, Peter's voice. Peter's voice. He's talking to Jesus. He's talking to the people all through the all through the Word of God. And as I begin to look at my life, I feel like I was chosen by God because not only have I been able to hear from God from the beginning, but but I also have found that I have been 
want to be heard by. As I was young, when I was in crowds, when I was in, 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 in groups with my friends, young people, it's important for you to hear this because God gave me the ear to hear. He gave me the ability to identify that when I talked in crowds amongst my friends, it was always silent. I would always say something to where when I was finished, there was nothing else to say. And I didn't know why that was at first until I began to really pay attention and ask God what it was. He was telling me that I was saying things that they had not thought about. I was saying things that they had not allowed enter into their heart. I, because of, I was able to hear from God and had the ability to be heard, then I was able to have uh, insight on information. I was able to pick up details that people normally didn't pick up. It's like when Jesus Christ was talking to the disciples, and he was telling them that the people, I know who the people say that I am. Well, he was asking them, who do the people say that I am, brother? And they were saying that you're the prophet you 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 you're this and you're that and then Jesus says well who do you say that I am and he was talking to all of the disciples and it was Peter it was Peter says that you are the son of God you are God and, and the only reason why he was be able to the only reason why he was able to make that uh to, to, to say that only reason why he was able to know that because he had an ability to hear and so I do not want you to disregard your, those unctions that you have in your heart I would I do not want you to, to disregard the fact that you can hear from God. It is you that is chosen. It is you that is chosen by God. Not only did he have the ability to hear from God or to be heard, but Peter had faith. Peter had faith that was abnormal. If you go look into the New Testament, you will find that the disciples had just come from, from, from feeding a, a, a multitude of people, about 5,000 people, and Jesus had told them that to, to meet them, to go across the sea, and that he was going to meet them on the other side. During this time, that the, the, there was a storm that had raged across, and Jesus began to come across the water. As Jesus began to come across the water, Simon or Peter saw him and he said, Jesus, is that you? And Jesus said, yes, it is me. He said, if it is you, then bid me to come out on the water to you. And so Simon had faith enough in God to walk on water or faith. Simon had faith enough to do something in God that was abnormal or that defied the laws of logic. Do you have faith? Do you have faith? I believed in God. I believed that there was no situation too hard for God. Even before I confessed him in my life, I believed that God can change a man. I believed that God can change a woman. I saw crackheads walking through, this, walking through the street, and I would pray for them that God would heal their life. Even before, if you have that, then you've been chosen by God. If you can hear, then you've been chosen by God. If you are the one who people are listening to when you talk it doesn't have to be about God it could be about money it could be about relationship it could be about whatever it is as long as it's wise as long as it is as long as it is heavenly then it is from God the only the other thing that uh, the other thing that that uh that Simon had or that Peter had was love see in the midst of 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 in between or after uh, uh, Simon told Jesus that you're the son of God. Simon turned around and made the biggest mistake of his life. He denied God. He didn't know it was in him. He had passion. He thought that he would die for God. Well, that's what he said. I love you. I'll follow you from here. I'll follow you there. I'll give my life to you. But there was something in Peter that he did not know. 
And so God, Jesus told him, he said, Peter, Satan desires to sift you as wheat. I know you love me. I know you'll die for me. I know you said you'll do that. I know that you said you'll do that. But there is something in you that you don't know yet. But I want you to know something. He said, I pray that your faith don't fail you. He was praying for his faith. And so when Simon came back, when he returned from his sin, when he returned from his fall, Jesus was eating. And this was the third time that he had appeared to the disciples after he had uh, uh, rose from the cross, rose from the dead. This is the third time. And he says, he says, Peter, do you love me? Do you love me, Peter? He didn't talk about the mistakes he made. He didn't, he didn't talk about his timidness. He didn't talk about his presumptuousness. He didn't talk about any of that. He said, do you love me? He said, yes, I do. He said, feed my sheep. I'm going to ask you, do you love God? Then feed your children. Feed your brothers. Feed your co-workers. Feed your community. Feed them. If you love Jesus, feed them Jesus. And he'll do the rest. Amen? Amen. 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 Chosen. 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 Are you chosen? And who did I choose? <laughs> who did I choose? I want to talk to you a little bit about this, a disciple by the name of Thomas. Most of us don't even know who Thomas is, but if you read about him, the first thing you find out about Thomas is that he was a doubter. He doubted what Jesus could do. See, he walked with Jesus for a long time. He was on missions with Jesus. He found Jesus uh, performing miracles. But for somehow, he got the name to be Doubter. And I'm not sure if he was really a doubter. He was just a questioner. He wanted to question a little bit about God. You know, sometimes people say they have God, but they're not necessarily the God you serve, the God you know about, the God that you've heard about. So I just think he was a questioner, not necessarily a doubter. So when we find him in the scripture, we find him in John. He was in John the first time they mentioned him when Lazarus passed away. This is during the time that everybody was looking to stone Jesus. They were like, uh, if Jesus go over here, they're going to stone you. And because we're backing you up, they're going to stone us too. So the disciples were like, you sure you want to go? You sure you want to head that way? And Jesus was like, yep, our boy is down. We're going to get him up, and then we're going to get him. So I need everybody to follow. And Lazarus was like, let's go. Everybody put on your sandals, put, grab your cloth, come on, and let's go, and we're going to help out Jesus. Disciples, you got to be a ride or die. How many are you willing to ride or die always with Jesus? No matter if it's going to lead to death, no matter if it's going to lead to trouble, you always there to ride or die. And that's who Thomas was. He was always willing to ride or die with Jesus. Now, the second time we see him was in uh, the, 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 the 20th verse of, of, um, of John. And during this time, God had, Jesus had just been crucified. So he was crucified. And so they seen his hands nailed to the cross. They seen his feet nailed to the cross. They seen all this happen. They seen how people disrespected him, how they talked about him, how they was beating him. They seen all of this, right? And so Jesus had risen and he went back to the disciples to tell them. He like, hey, y'all, hey, y'all, I'm here. Everybody was there but Peter, and, and then so they were shocked because they was living in fear, right? They were scared because Jesus had just been crucified, so they hiding out in this house. And then here comes Jesus. He's like, hey, y'all, I'm here. But Thomas wasn't there. I don't know if that was on purpose or not, but Thomas wasn't there. So then the disciples get up, and they're like, okay, we're going to see. We're going to tell Thomas about Jesus. They're like, dude, he alive. 
He had to be scratching his head because, you know, I scratched my head. What you mean he alive? Like, I literally just seen him die on the cross. Like, if Jesus was going to be alive, why he just didn't jump off the cross? Or why he just didn't turn around and beat them when they was beating him? Like, why he just didn't do it then? Like, if Jesus is alive, mm, you sure it's the God that we know? You sure it's Jesus that we know? You sure it's the one that was nailed to the cross? I think that's what he was thinking during that time. So he wasn't a doubter. I think he was just questioning. He, he, he got a question, you know, because sometimes the way our mind be set up, you know, after you have been through some things, after you have been hurt, after you have been through some drama, after you have been through some uh, some times in your life, sometimes your mind just get to questioning. It's not that you don't believe, it's just like, I got a little bit more, I need you to explain a little bit more. And so this is where we find Thomas, he said, I just want to question a little bit more. So if I see the nails that is in his hand, if I'm able to touch it, then I'll believe. If I can see where he was pierced in his side, uh, and I'm able to touch it, then I'll believe. And so eight days later, here comes Jesus. He's like, here am I. And Thomas was like, what? Oh, oh you are alive. He, he said, touch right here. Have you ever asked Jesus in the midst of something? God, if I can just feel you, God, if I can just hear from you, God, if I can just uh, believe this, I, I help my unbelief, Jesus, if I can just touch the hem of your garment, if I can just feel you in the midst. Everybody's saying about this great God. Everybody's saying how good you are. Everybody's saying how they can hear you. Everybody's saying uh, how great you are. God, I just need to touch you. And I love God. Because even in our unbelief, he's going to let you touch him. He's going to let you feel him. He's going to wrap his arms around you, even in your unbelief. And this was Thomas. God allowed him to touch him again, to believe again. And years and years down the line, this is what Thomas did. He was riding and dying for Jesus. He was preaching his gospel. So I find myself like Thomas because there's been times in my life where I doubted him, but then God shows right on up. Jesus steps right on in. The Holy Spirit comes and he heals. I appreciate every time he comes in. So if it's anybody you want to be like, if it's any of the disciples you can take a piece from, just know that whether they're doubting or believing, they're all chosen. And so are you. All right, Thomas. All right, Peter. I see you. I guess it's my turn. The chosen. Son of Zebedee. Son of thunder. James the greater. It's the disciples that we are talking about that I'm going to speak about. Not to be confused with Jesus' brother, James. And not to be confused with he who wrote James, the book of the Bible. No, not he. I am talking about James, the brother of John. I am talking about James, who was the second to be called. Because Jesus called two people at a time, if you take notice. He called two brothers, and then he called two brothers. I'm talking about that second second set of brothers, I'm talking about James. And I believe that, that God chose James for who he was. And I feel like I'm more like James. I, I could find myself in all of the disciples, even Judas. I found myself in him. But I found myself in, in James because like he and his brother, I feel like me and my brother will call that at the same time. And my brother, his name is James. And we were called, uh, called together. And so I feel like 
Me and my brother, we were walking together just like James and his brother, and they just went with Jesus. They didn't know where they were going or what it meant, and I believe that Jesus told them, come out of that boat and walk with me, but they didn't know where they were going, and they did not know what it meant, but they went either way. I I like James because he and his brother were working together with their father. They were working together as a family. And if you know me, I am all about family. I am a a family person. I like James because of who he is. I believe that Jesus uh, chose James to be a disciple because of his work ethic. He wasn't a scholar. They didn't tell us that. He was a fisherman working with his brother and his dad out on the boat. It took some work. He was rugged. It took some strength. It took some stamina for them to be out there working, pulling in those nets all night working on that boat. I think he chose James because of his his work ethic. And then I think he also chose him because of his commitment. Do you know that once you choose to do a work, once you choose to be a disciple, whether it be a fisherman or whatever you're doing, you got to take the wins with the losses. Do you understand, disciple, that sometimes you'll go fishing and come up with nothing? Oh, my God. I need somebody to hear that because we're on an evangelism push in this place. And sometimes we'll go fishing and come up with nothing. But I believe that God chose him because of his commitment I didn't get nothing yesterday but I'm going back out here today and I'm going back out with my brother and with my daddy I think it was his commitment and I also think it was his passion he was passionate about the things that he loved about the things that he was into as a matter of fact after Jesus chose him and his brother They were walking with Jesus going through Samaria, and they dissed Jesus. They told Jesus that, no, you can't walk through our city. They didn't like him. And it was James and John that said, what you want us to do, Jesus? What you you want us to do? They was passionate. Do you want us to call down fire? on their heads for disrespecting you. And Jesus said, wait, wait, wait. But I do think that he chose them because of their passion. And I believe that's why he chose me. I got a work ethic. I've been working since I'm 14 years old. I'm a little bit of rugged and a little bit of raggedy and a little bit of tough. But God said, I chose you because you got some work ethic. He also said, I chose you because you got some commitment to family. Now, at that point, I was only loving my own family. But he chose me because I believed that he thought, Liv, maybe, maybe I can make her this love she got for family and translate it into my family. Maybe, maybe I can do that and she got a passion. Oh, if I'm passionate about something, I'm riding with you. I don't want to on the ride or die. I want to ride to live. I want to ride to make it. I want to ride to thrive. I want us to do it together. I think that's why he chose me. But that's why he chose you. Because you are the chosen. I want you to understand that me nor James, nor none of these disciples had it all together. 
But there's something in us that Jesus said, let me get that in my hands. And let me see how I can work that out. Let me get your commitment in my hands. Let me get your fight, your work ethic in my hands and see how I can work it out. Let me get your passion in my hands and see we are chosen to look like him. We are chosen to be formed and fixed. We are chosen to go from petty to polished. We are chosen to go from rugged to refined. We are chosen. And that is you too. So, so take your stuff. Whatever you think you got, I'm chosen. Give God a chance. Give Jesus a chance to, to work what you got. Your fight might not be working out there, but let it work with Jesus. He'll make it look more and more like him. Your commitment to certain things may not be working for you out there, but give it to Jesus. And he'll work that commitment. Until it looks more and more like him. And give him your passion. And let Jesus work it. And he'll, he told John and James, no, y'all, y'all don't, don't, don't rain down fire on him. But when you lay that passion in his hands, sometimes, Latanya, he said, go ahead and make it rain. I want to be ready. I want to be ready. I want to be ready to walk in Jerusalem like John, to walk in Jerusalem. Just like John, I want to be ready. like to talk about the beloved disciple John. John, the fisherman son of Zebedee and Salome. John, the brother of James, together named the sons of thunder. John, chosen along with two other fishermen brothers, Peter and Andrew. I'm talking about John. John, who laid next to Jesus at the last supper, the last night of his earthly life. John, who was there with Jesus through the trial and the crucifixion when everybody else left left Jesus, yes, including Thomas, Peter, and James. John, John, who who was at the foot of the cross and was given charge of Mary, the mother of Jesus. John, the apostle and evangelist and the writer who wrote more books of the Bible than any of the other 12. I'm talking about John, the only disciple to die of old age and natural causes exiled over on the land of, on the Isle of Patmos. John, the revelator, the one who told us the 
end of the story because he was caught up in the spirit on the Lord's day. John was one of the chosen. And I believe I may be the most like John. Not because he was a fisherman or a writer or a leader, but because he was a lover. I believe in friendship and loyalty like John. I believe uh, that it's love and not biology that makes your family like John. And, and I love me some Jesus, just like John. I think it was John's capacity for love that made him among the chosen. And like me, it wasn't always that way. I, I didn't always love like I do now, and neither did John. John was named the son of thunder, maybe because at one time, as Pastor told you, he wanted to burn some people up who had insulted Jesus. And if you read his gospel, he had some choice things to say about Judas, too. But by the end of his life, the son of thunder was the apostle of love. In one of his letters, he used the word love over 40 times. He is the one who tells us that love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. And whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. John calls us dear children, beloved, and friends. In his walk with God, John develops a tremendous capacity for love that Jesus always knew was there. And that is my testimony. God has developed in me a tremendous capacity for love. Who would have ever thought I could love this many people this much? And I love Jesus. He is my friend. He is the love of my life. And I am one of the chosen. I've been recruited and drafted. And so have you. And not like in the military, but more like in sports. In sports, when they come to your school and they watch you play, and you do a college, they have you do a college visit, and they offer you a scholarship, you're being recruited. But then, those of you who know a little bit about sports, when, when it goes to professional sports, that recruitment gets a little complicated. See, first you are recruited, and then you're offered an opportunity to be put in the draft. You have been recruited to be drafted. <laughs> You've been recruited to be drafted. Uh, oh, you, you get to choose whether or not you want to go to the draft. But once you go in the draft, you give up the ability to decide where you go or what position you're going to play. <laughs> either way, whether you've been drafted or recruited, either way, you have to be chosen. In the military draft, you got to be chosen. In military recruitment, you still have to be chosen. In the sports draft, you're chosen. But in sports recruitment, you still have to be chosen. So we know that you all 
have been chosen. The question is, do you feel like you've been drafted? Or do you feel like you've been recruited? Because that will determine how you accept this assignment. Or like me, have you been recruited to be drafted? How many of y'all feel like you recruited? How many of y'all feel like you've been drafted? Uh-huh, y'all tell the truth tonight. Because that's going to determine how you accept your assignment. I know that I have been recruited. He loved me in here. He found you. He watched you. He knew who you were before you were born. He has been loving on you. He showed up at school when you didn't know he was there. He was watching you at the club when you didn't know he was behind the DJ. He, he, was, he was looking at you when you was in that bedroom. He was watching you when you were smoking dope. He has all, and he saved you, and he took somebody. He made people not mess with you. Or he made people only mess with you. So for all your life, you may not have realized it, but you have been being recruited and, and, and once. Once you've been recruited, you say, God, yes, I'll go into the draft. But when you've been drafted, he may call you pastor when you wanted to be a deacon. He, he may call you song leader when you wanted to be in the band. He, he, he might call you preacher when you wanted to play the drums. He, he did, once, you, once you've been He might say servant leader when you wanted to be a greeter. Once you enter the draft. You got to go to the team you've been drafted. Have you been recruited to be drafted? I know I have. And today I will continue. If you guys can pick up. Can y'all pick up that yes? Oh, no, you can't. All right. They good. They hear one time, they're going to play it. I know I've been, like John, I was recruited and then drafted. Will you say yes? Yes. Yes, that one. James is here. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Will you say yes today? Jesus is saying, follow me. He's recruiting you to enter his draft. And he's offering you some great benefits. He's offering you heaven and power and authority and peace and joy and love. He's offering you some great benefits, benefits in this world and benefits out of this world. He's recruiting you, but he's not gonna make you come. He's not gonna make you come. Will you say yes? Yes, yes. Just give him your yes, yes, yes. Give him your yes. Yes, yes, just give him your yes, 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 
today say Lord I know that I've been chosen and I just want to come and give you my yes I just want to come give you my yes matter of fact you don't even have to come up here if you're in the audience and any of that hit to you hit you today I got a little James in me I got a little John in me I got a little Peter in me I got a little Simon in me why do you say both of those names? Because anybody ever needed to be Peter, but Simon showed up. I got a little Simon in me. I got a little Peter in me. Some of you, I got a little Thomas in me. Tanya, it's, it's not a doubt, it's just a question. I was trying to get your attention. And maybe you got a little Judas in you. I got some of that in me too. But he is still recruiting you. And all he wants is your yes. If you are convinced today that you are the chosen and you want to give God your yes, just stand on your feet where you are. Just give me your yes. Say yes. 
Give him your yes. God, everybody that's standing right now, give them clarity as to what you are calling them to do. Marisa Chantel, he's calling you higher. He's calling you to more responsibility. He's calling you to a greater anointing. I feel it right now in the name of Jesus. Rest on them, God. They're saying yes, 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 yes. They're giving you their yes today. God, and for those who are not ready to say yes, God, I ask you to keep pulling on them. Keep tugging them, God. Lean on them. Recruit them. Be sweet to them. Show them what you got for them. In the name of Jesus. And we say yes. Yes, yes, yes. If you're not saved today, you've been here and you haven't given your entire life to God. Just say this prayer with me because this is the time you need to make the decision. You might be a child. You may be an adult. You may have been in church all your life, but you haven't given God your whole life. And you may be here today and say, God, I know I've been chosen. I've been chosen. I'm assuming the rest of you already knew you were chosen and you feel like you've already been in what God called you to be, but I got news for you. You were here today to hear this word because God wants you to enter the draft and say, God, whatever team you put me on and whatever position you tell me to play, that's what I'm going to do. Man of God, today is your day. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on him. In the name of Jesus, fall fresh on him. Fall fresh on him and send him to his next assignment. In the name of Jesus. But if you need to pray that prayer, pray this prayer with me. You might be listening by live stream. Pray it right where you are. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. I thank you for choosing me. Forgive me for everything I've done wrong. Come into my heart and save me. And I'll follow you the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer in here for the first time and you made a commitment to God for the first time, would you raise your hand? You don't have to come up. You raise your hand. You raising your hand. Amen, amen, amen. Anybody else? Amen. Amen. Over here, amen, amen, amen. God bless you. They're going to come to you. Amen. And I believe in the salvation of children. Amen. Uh, because of this young lady right here and these babies, uh, I, I was eight years old when I got saved. I think some of the folks in my family were younger than that. And so get, make sure they are in a Bible-believing church and get them in kids' count. And they are saved. I believe they are saved. I got saved at eight. I've been saved ever since. Because my sister back there was doing some discipling. And she told me if I, did, I was old enough to understand. And I was going to go to hell if I didn't get saved. And I believed her report. And I've been saved ever since. <laughs> so I, I am a Jackie Parson. Barker convert. Amen. She got her just one. And look what God did with my life. Amen. I wouldn't... Don't tell them they're going to hell, but you can get around to it after a while. And so if you're listening by live stream, we would love to connect with you. We would love to be your church family. Those of you that are here, if there's anybody that wants to join New Antioch, 
Amen. If you raise your hand now, we'll send somebody to you. But there's a welcome table right on the other side of those, those double doors. And you can say, I'm ready to connect with the church. I believe this is where God wants me to be. Amen. Amen. We believe that you are saved and we would love to take you to the next level. Those of you that are online, if you go to newantioch-aliante.org and hit the connect button, we can connect with our church or you can put it right there in the comments that you came to Jesus today after he said, follow me. Amen. Amen. That is our service today. We are so excited to have all of you here. Amen. I'm going to have I'm going to have Pastor Sharonda come, and we're going to see who won today our family and friends competition of who can get the most folk. And then we have a few announcements. Matter of fact, as she's walking up here, um, let me do this while we're walking up here, and then you can end our service. Um, this is prayer month. We're having prayer month, not just prayer week. But prayer month, we're living up prayer this month. So what I need you guys to do is pull out your phones right now. Set your alarm for 8 p.m. For every day this month, set your alarm for 8 p.m. We're going to go deep at 8 p.m. Deep stands for drop everything and pray. At 8 o'clock, your alarm is going to go off. Let me see y'all on the phones. Put it, at, put it in there. At 8 o'clock, all three of our campuses are going to drop everything and pray every day this month, the month of August, starting tomorrow. Uh, pray for the church. And, and Pastor will tell you a few other things God has shared with her. Pray for the church. Pray for the vision. Pray for the growth. Pray for the move that Central is getting ready to make. Pray for the church that we're going to build on Sunrise Mountain. Pray for the expansion of this church if you can pray 30 seconds stop what you're doing pray 30 seconds pray five minutes pray 15 minutes if you have to make it short make it short if you can make it long make it long but every night of august at 8 p.m drop everything and pray amen and it is prayer week. We'll be here Tuesday night from 6 to 7.15. We have Pastor Kevin that's going to be ministering this week. But we are leveling up prayer. Tuesday night's here. Wednesday and Thursday night is going to be at our central campus from 6 to 7.15. Tonight, 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 I need to see my amen corner tonight. We are, we are the fellowship of... Independent Churches and Ministries, also known as FICAM, is meeting tonight at Central Campus. 6 p.m. is going to be our training that we train in. We have 12 churches that are in our fellowship. We're coming together tonight. The training will be on mental health first aid. What do I do when somebody is in my face that's suicidal? or that is having a panic attack, or that is extremely angry, or that is hearing voices and seeing things. What do I do? I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a therapist. What do I do as a Christian? What do I do as a minister when I, just to give some first aid to somebody that is having a mental health crisis, we're going to train you on that tonight until you can get them. What do I do till I can get them to the people that know what they're doing? There's some things we can do in the spirit. Amen. And there's some things that we can do we're going to train on that from six to seven and then at 7 p.m i'm going to be preaching on the theme stay in the church these are some things that god has been sharing with me about what's happening in the united states right now and where the church should be so i need my amen corner aliante i need to see you get my amen corner at 6 p.m tonight at the at the uh 
Central Campus, 610 Bell Rose. Next Sunday, come on for our communion Sunday. It's first Sunday, it's communion Sunday again. And since the kids are going to school the next day, we are going to pray for our children on next Sunday. So bring them all next Sunday. Let's say amen for our co-pastor, Pastor Foster. Amen, amen. Y'all let's give it up for that tag team. I like when we get to do that. I love that when we get to do that. They used to do something uh, at the main campus. What was it? Uh, seven Up? Uh, is that what it was? And they'd have seven preachers come up, drop it like it's hot, and get on out of there. Um, and so thank you for being here. It is uh, friends and family. But right before I get to that, that 8 p.m. deep, drop everything and pray. I promise you, if you set that on your phone, and at 8 p.m., you don't have to try to be all extra and make it extra. Just go into whatever place you're going to pray. And if you're going to put on a worship song, do that. Um, if you're going to read a scripture, do that. I promise you, if you do that for August, you won't be able to stop doing that. It's, you'll have to break that yourself and just be like, I'm not going to do it no more. Because your, your spirit will start to miss it. And it'd be like, you're supposed to be doing something right now. Why are you not praying right now? It'll start pulling you. I promise you. Just drop everything and pray. I pray that the Holy Spirit presses on you so hard at 8 o'clock that you're not going to be able to do nothing but get into a space where you can pray. It's going to change your life. I promise you all that it will. Um, but it is Friends and Family Day. Thank you, friends and family. That came, and so if you have one guest that is here, raise your hand. If you got at least just, just one. If I got, I got one guest that came, I got two people that say they got at least, you got at least one. Okay, you got at least two guests. Okay, Champagne says she got at least one. You got at least two. Okay, we got a couple hands that say they got at least two. You got at least three guests. Okay, I see you. The Wineri say they got at least, who got at least four guests here? Who got four? I, I got at least four. I got at least four here. Ah! You ain't supposed to say nothing yet. <laughs> who got at least five guests here? Anybody, I, I got, how many I got? Who was that sitting behind you, Monique? Who is that sitting behind you? Y'all, even if I don't win today, because I don't think I got past the beat, but my brother is in the house, and today is his birthday. Happy birthday, brother. That is my brother, Omar. Come on and come on and, and put me over the top. See, last time he showed up, he put me over the top, and I won, but Omar, we wasn't in confluence. Everybody didn't help us this time. But happy birthday, brother. I'm glad you're here. Okay, uh, if you got at least six people here, because I think I got one, two, three, four, five people. Who got six? Oh, somebody got their hand up? Oh, come on now. I'm almost winning. How many you got, Pastor? Yeah. If you with Dr. Parsons, stand up. I'm, I'm counting. I'm counting. I see one, two, three, four, five, six. How many? Uh-uh. If you ain't here for the count, if you ain't here for the count, 
You know something happy when you leave church early. The blessing is at the end. <laughs> the blessing is at the end of church. You tell them folks that left, they, they cost y'all the election. <laughs> I think Dr. Parson got it. She did have some folk to leave. Thank you all for being here. It matters, you all. We're making disciples. We're evangelizing even in your family. And so invite them to come. You ain't got to uh, drag them to the altar and say they're going to get baptized when they come in and all of that. Just let them come and experience God for themselves. Just let them come. And so Dr. Parson got it on this time. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't get the prize, brother. So like, well, you know, you know, uh, but next time, <laughs> next time, we hope to see you all tonight over at FICAM at the Central Campus. It is prayer week on um, this week. So y'all come out 6 p.m. every night. And I have to give it up, y'all, for our praise team on today. Oh, my goodness. You know, I was like, just let them go and let them stay. That tag team going out the window. We can stretch out on this altar. Um, but I felt the spirit of God in here on today. And I wanted y'all, did y'all see Marias run across the front? And then he came back across the front. I want you to know that sometimes your worship and your thanksgiving is so great that you can't be still. She said, I could have lost my mind. I could have been any other place. And sometimes your worship gets so great when you really thank God for real, for real. You, you'll break out and run. You just like, why is he running? Y'all don't know his story. You don't know what'll make you run. Some of y'all ought to be running because God has been that good to you. I'm like, okay, if we gonna go, I'm gonna start, I'm gonna kick off these shoes and run a little bit myself because God has been good to me. Pastor said this morning in a phone call, she said, I had to tell somebody the success that we have had in prayer. Ronnie, we have had some success in prayer. We have prayed some folks' mind back. Oh, y'all ain't serious about it. We done laid out, cried out on this altar. We done gave up and started again, praying for people just to get their, their mind back. And on today, oh, y'all ain't ready for that type of thing. On today, they're still healed. We've seen their minds break. We've seen people lose themselves, walk up and down the street, take their clothes off. Oh, these was the people that was up in here. These are people that was up in New Antioch Church. The enemy came against them. They had mental breakdowns. We didn't know what to do. All we did, all we could do, the doctors couldn't fix them. The medicine wasn't working or they wasn't taking the medicine. I don't know. Say what you want. But we prayed. And we prayed some more. And we prayed again. And we prayed some more. And we prayed again. And we prayed some more. Mariah's. And we prayed again. But if you never experienced anything like that, I, I don't know. 
I, I pray. I pray you never have to pray like that. Because that's a desperate prayer. It ain't pretty, it's ugly. You crying, you snotting. You can't walk, you can't think. You have no eloquent words. The only thing you know is I, I think I'm in the presence of God and God, you need to do something. That's one of those ones where the, the Holy Spirit just got to take whatever sound you make. <laughs> whatever grunt you make. Whatever holler you make. And he take it back to God and say, they need some help, they praying. And so when y'all see somebody take off, our, our worship leader was barely able to contain herself. She was trying to remain dignified. <laughs> and I just wanted you to let go. She mean, I just wanted you to let go and just like, you know, whatever it is, that's what it's gonna be. Because that's just how good God is to us. It's my brother's birthday and he could tell you, I don't know how many birthdays came close that he didn't have to be sitting in here with us on this birthday. It could have been a whole bunch of other things that happened, but God is good. And so I just wanted us to understand that when we go up into worship, up into celebration, y'all, our minds are on those places, on those things that we knew, we knew that could have took us out could have took out our loved ones. Could have had us sitting in a mental hospital or a prison or a graveyard. Could have had us sitting down there under the bridge. We know that. I know some, maybe some of y'all never had that. Oh, but we didn't have some experience. If it wasn't us, it was our kids. It was our family. It was us. It was our people. And so thank you, praise team, for taking us into a place of worship on this afternoon and so I'm gonna let y'all go out of here y'all let's stand up so we can pray out again thank you to all of our guests um that came in please be reminded on this afternoon that you are the chosen that you we are the chosen people thank you Dr. O <laughs> y'all Dr. O just got jumped in <laughs> once you get jumped in you can't you ain't no jumping out and so, Father God, we say thank you for today. Thank you for your people. Thank you for your goodness toward us. God, we just say thank you. Thank you that you have chosen us. Oh, God, let us walk. Let us be discipled by you and who you have called us to be, God. Let us go searching for the one, for the one that we are to disciple. Thank you for our yes. Oh, God, and we bless your name on this afternoon. And so, God, we go with you. We go in faith, we go in belief, and we say, thank you, God. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. God bless your family.